It's another week, which only means one thing in my world. It's time for another episode of Cincy Brewcast. This is volume three, episode 29, I think. I could be wrong about that, but it probably says it right on the little screen on your iPod or whatever you listen to podcasts. I guess nobody actually uses iPods anymore for podcasts. It's Wait, in your car, I whatever it is. Do. You have an actual iPod or just your phone? Both, actually. Do. Do. do you have like a like an iPod Nano? Touch. Uh, <laughs> so you are the one person that Apple sold an iPod Touch to. And shut up! I don't want to talk about. You. I have one. But it's I'm a fanboy. It's okay. On. Leave me alone. Um, I've actually got one too somewhere. Oh, yeah, I just don't know where it is. <laughs> I just don't actually use it. We are live at Municipal for a nice, quiet, relaxing show. Normally, when we're live at a brewery, it's uh, loud and all hell is breaking loose around us and. This is calm and relaxing, and you can hear the beer oh. bubbling away. Welcome my two days of peace and quiet. <laughs> well, and I imagine that you get moments like this where you're here and you're brewing, and it's quiet, and it's... I'm not going to lie to you. I, I sit down and just look at the place, and I just, I'm in awe. I really am. And then I just hear the bubbles in the background, and I'm like, my guys did this. This is awesome. Is, is this real life? <laughs> is this live or Memorex, really? <laughs> so uh, we've got a lot to talk about tonight. You guys, um, it's been uh, over a year, I think, since we sat down here for a show. It has to. It was yeah, probably we, right about was, opening. Was it industry night that we yeah, did Yeah, it was right? technically before yep. opening. Yep. Um, so th- there's a lot that's happened, and I imagine a lot that's um, coming up in the future, uh, especially some really fun bottle releases that uh i'm sitting here staring at bottles of so we'll yeah, definitely free, we'll definitely get to that too um jim sean you guys have both been on the show before so if anybody is a regular listener which hopefully everybody is yeah um, we were there together we did that right that's right that's awesome correct so hi welcome back to the show oh, <laughs> we we should probably off the top before i forget again uh thanks cincy brew bus for sponsoring the show i always run the commercial but i feel like i should i should address it at the top of the show too since uh mike stokes has been so wonderful for he's the a show. great guy and, i saw mike um, at beer fest this past weekend at the convention center and he had a great weekend and uh so and we're starting the uh poker run with him too well, so that's, that's going to be a butler county thing where um all the Butler County brewers are going to be involved, and it's going to be a poker run. So, that's isn't it? Be isn't it cool. fun that you can say all of the Butler County brewers? I know. That's what's, <laughs> it's 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 kind of cool. That's what's blowing my mind because it's like okay, you know, you got Fig Leaf and Grain Works and Sixteen and uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's. I don't know if they're still doing it at BC Bottle Lodge or if they're going to do. Quarter Barrel now that just opened in Hamilton, but um, yeah, you got Swain City yeah. just down the street. From Swain us. City yeah. now. I mean, it's 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 very cool. It's, it's very pretty cool. awesome. Yeah. So for anybody on Facebook that's commenting on this light buzzing in the background, yeah, I'm sorry. It's who knows where it's coming from. We're just gonna blame it on just, the bubbles of fermentation. Just come back and listen to the show again next Monday when it posts to iTunes. There will be no buzzing there. So and and also we are in an old firehouse, which is nothing but concrete yeah. and any sound that might be reverberating around here is you're gonna hear it four or five times. We'll we'll blame the building and not myself. There you go. Or the <laughs> ghost. We do have a ghost, so and I got pictures. Wait, 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 you have pictures of the ghosts? Oh, we got pictures, we got video, we got all kinds of crazy oh, stuff. Oh, well, we're going to need to address that too later. Yes. But before we do anything, we have to do the segment that is the reason that I do the show. Oh, I messed it up. 
It was potted down. Hang on. From the there we fridge. go. It took me like two days to make that little sound clip, so I have to play it on that I love it. I love it. Um, so let's, I mean, let's start. I've been kind of sipping a little bit on Scout as we were setting up here, so I think that that's probably a really good spot to start with, and then we'll kind of get into some of the other right, uh, right on, right fun on. stuff. This is a really good IPA. It's a little bit hazy. Is that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I told you I was going to say it. You, you went there, didn't you? you did. fine. He went there. It's, it's definitely not a New England IPA, it's though. Not. It it is not. Let me rephrase this. It is not. Well, it's it, it's got that bitterness to back it up, but there is definitely a lot of fruit going on in here, too. There's yeah, a lot there of citrus. It um, This is what a fruity IPA was supposed to be uh, a few years ago until all hell broke loose. and. Uh, Right. This His actually has started malt, falling from the, the This the actually sky. has malt to it. There's no oats. It has malt. It's got a backbone. It's got a, like a liquid tangerine nose and a slight pine finish, but the malt backbone is enough to hold it up from start to finish. So uh, Citra I, mosaic hops, is that Citra right? Citra mosaic. It is. Yep. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. If you that's do that, a, you just throw that in the kettle, you're going to do just fine. That's but a great combo. This is the beer I've been wanting to make since day one. It's just just, just hasn't been the right time i am wanting to get my customers adapted i guess you know we've we've talked on the show a few times about uh and i hate the term gateway beer because i feel like it means that the beer itself there's something lesser about it and that even you know 10 years down the road if you've been drinking craft beer forever you Mm -hmm. shouldn't drink it but there's something about getting people into craft beer and finding their gateway into things and pushing what they expect and what they enjoy. Right, 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 absolutely. Getting them to that point. Is that kind of what you're talking about about this? Yeah, yeah, for the most part. So you, we've kind of stair-stepped it a little bit. And look at, you know, look at our tap system. It's We've slowly ramped up all the hops over the course of 18 months now, right? 19 18, months. 19 months 19 now, months. right? Yep. So it has progressively gotten more hoppier without having that bitter taste on the backside. So that's my whole thing about IPAs. I don't want to have that nasty, bad bitterness. I just want to have a good hop profile on an IPA. And slowly was just ramping that up. This is still, like, I... And I'm probably going to get shit for saying it, but it's yeah. it's a very it's a unique kind of hop flavor to me. Yes, it's it's citrus and it's 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 that big bold citrus that you know you're used to. But there's it's like a like a real orangey kind of citrus that I don't taste a lot from from people, and it's it's good. I, <laughs> I, I like it a lot. Yeah. I think it's fantastic, and and I'll tell you, we, we have a very unique uh, situation here because we are seven miles away from the Miller Brewery in Trenton. And we actually like them. I, I, I know their president. I've met the president out there. She's the nicest lady in the world, allows us to exist, doesn't give us any garbage. <laughs> um, but one of the things that they do and they have done for the last 20 years that they've been around is they've sponsored everything in Hamilton. They have a tremendous community outreach and com- tremendous community support. Consequently, everyone in our primary market 
has been drinking Miller products for the last 20 years. If we come in with something like Scout and say that that's going to be our flagship starting day one, um, I don't know that we wouldn't fail miserably because I think it's such, I think hops are kind of an acquired flavor. I don't know of anybody that first picked up a craft beer that was a double IPA and said, damn, this is good. <laughs> it's, it's an acquired taste, and I think it's something that your palate develops to. Um, so the fact that, you know, Sean was like, you know, I wanted to do this and he's held off. I thought, I think that's a, that's a very prudent call, uh, from a business perspective, but it's also good from a craft beer perspective because, you know, you make this, this big hoppy beer and, uh, in when you first open and, you know, maybe it doesn't get the splash that you want because you're just not as well known. Well, I had, I had courageous IPA for you know, it's been on tap forever now. So, so was, it's, uh, it's a very, I hate to say gateway, but a very introduction, very intro for a good IPA, right? right. So it's not in your face. It's not going to slap you in the face, but it's a good IPA to just to start off with. I think it's very smooth. Um, it's, it, it is very drinkable. I think one of the things that we have prided ourselves here is that, you know, our beers are very approachable. Yeah, very pardon drinkable. the pun there, yeah, but yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> well, and I've heard, and I'm not going to name names, but there were, there's been like uh, certain brewery kickstarters in the area and they oh, kind of God, called you guys I, out yeah. and said that yeah. <laughs> we're not friendly i don't i don't know what the word was i don't know if it was that it wasn't good or was boring or, or it wasn't what. bud light it wasn't <laughs> bud light it wasn't bud light and we're not friendly and the simple matter of that is that apparently we well were played. not thank you very much well, in this <laughs> in this city well, we well, were well we were not uh apparently friendly apparently and ah, we didn't have bud light yeah. or you know something friendly or, on that area so yeah. i have never known this place to not be friendly when uh when i come in here and maybe i'm not the best judge of that sometimes because i really like beer so i'll let some things slide that other people won't but my wife is a very good judge of friendliness mm-hmm. in a brewery and she's not going to come back to a place that she doesn't feel as welcoming and as, as friendly. And she comes back. So it's good to hear. You Thank know, you that very much. I, I don't know that uh, her that. stamp of approval means that much in the greater sense of the world. But, it, you, you know, know that's on, on all. It's I trust. Thank it. you. Seriously. That's, that's a great compliment. Thank you. Um, so back to, to, to Scout, it, the name. Um, there's a story there, too, a little bit. There's a couple stories there, but actually my wife's uh, mom recently passed away and uh, her nickname was Scout. And she was for her whole life, she was always one, two, three steps ahead of everybody, just making sure that checking out the next thing that was coming up. So you'd go out with her and all of a sudden she'd be gone. She'd be 100 feet ahead of you. And when you got there, she'd say, hey, we have options. There's this place, this place, this place. And that was just kind of what she did. It, she was scouting out new territory. So, and this for us, I think, as far as a, a, a hoppy beer goes, I think this is kind of new territory for us in the sense of the um, just that that citra and kind of uh, little pine finish you get. I think it's a this is a more hop flavored beer to me than courageous. I love courageous, and I love courageous now that since we've been dry hopping it, I think it's a it's a really good beer. But it's it's a more smooth IPA. This one is a more hop forward punch you, not punch you in the face, but it's a more aggressive hop beer. 
and I think that that helps out. So this scouts out new territories for us. It yeah. it it's, it's it, nice. it, it, it it almost um, when you think IPA, this is I think what pops into your head, especially yes. in, in you know the the current kind of right the craft beer world been trending. Um, go ahead. <laughs> No, no, no. no? no okay. No, you, you go ahead. You say uh, well, uh, so the the other thing, uh, Sean has a dog uh, that also recently passed, and he's probably a little too too soon, but uh, his dog's name was Scout. The dog's actual name was Scout. So we had already named this beer Scout, and then and and he was trying to stay calm and quiet because he didn't want to make it seem like, you know, we were somehow stealing the thunder off of my mother-in-law's right. death and it's like that's, that's not the case at all it, it, it's 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 actually kind of cool it makes it yeah. it makes it that much more right, right. like the, the, the tie to different different exactly. stories here exactly. and that. well it's if you see any of my posts any, yeah. my dog's posted all over the place in this brewery so yeah. so yeah well uh yeah you know the stories behind beers are really important to me to understand you know where things come from it's an ipa is an ipa as much as they're they're, they're fantastic and i enjoy drinking the next one but it's the things behind it that that really get me into it and get me tied to it and 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 so i like to hear it even if it's um, a little sad, and that's all tributes. So it's we do a lot of that stuff, we, though. I mean, I mean, just today, always a story about right. every beer we have. Today we had the Hamilton Fire Department in today, helping to brew the Laoc, which is uh, Celtic for hero, and that's our Irish stout. We did that last year. Uh, we did the first batch today, and some second other firemen. Yeah, some other firemen will come in tomorrow, and they will will uh, do the second batch tomorrow. So. You know, and it, and we are in an old firehouse, so it's a nice tribute to them. And well, it's their house, so yeah, right. They exactly. want free reign to this place. I'm good right, with that, right? So. Exactly. <laughs> they want to do our labor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that that's that's the funny part too. Like, I know that sometimes it's probably a pain when somebody comes in to help you guys brew because they probably get in the way a little bit. Oh, no, but no, then no, at no, the no, same time, like. Now. They're they're often like willing to do the parts of the job that are not the fun parts. <laughs> Two thousand pounds of one hundred and fifty four degrees wet grain, and they get to pull it out. Sure, it's awesome. It really is. Uh, what else do we have in front of us here, beer wise? We have that is brown, the Timber right? Trail Brown. I have not tried this yet either, and I'm excited to try it. Tell me about it while I'm drinking it. Sure. So Maris Otter, a lot of Maris Otter in there. Go ahead, Sean. It's a 50-50 mix of Maris Otter to Row. Um, nice and sweet and uh, malty. and I think it has just a little slight tartness to it, which is more traditional to those English browns. There's no Britannomyces or anything no, no, added no, 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 to no, no, it no, no. to add any of that sourness or tartness. Um, but, you know, a lot of those traditional English nut browns have that that big kind of tart, dry finish to it. But I think we get the sweetness of the malt. And it kind of starts drying out your palate just a little bit on the backside. It's it's cream. it's earthy, I guess, is a good way to put it. I think it smells like pecans. Hang on, i got to sniff it again now. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> and it does have a kind of a nutty middle. A nutty middle. That's what she said. <laughs> no, that's great. The, the long trail you said is the name timber trail timber trail timber trail, timber trail. Timber trail. Timber trail. Um, so this this recipe getting, is actually one of the other owners um 
recipes that we kind of altered a little bit, but it it turned out really, really nice. Um, Timber Trail sounds appropriate. It sounds like a, a beer that you would be drinking sitting outside, you know, in, in the woods. Right. <laughs> it's also the name of the street that he lives on. That Aaron so it's kind on, of funny. Right? It's awesome. Yeah. Way to go, Aaron. <laughs> it, it's very fitting. It's it's delicious. It's, again, different than, I think, the other stuff that you guys have had on top. I mean, you've got, you've got dark beer, definitely. You guys have kind of nailed that. But that kind of middle ground of... Um, beers that are dark but uh, aren't that big roasty stereotypical dark thing that I think people no you're right hey, we're shy away from sometimes this is like a we're again, across the rainbow the, the actually gateway for the thing. most part so that we were there's a couple things that we are not kind of missing at the moment that we're starting to just kind of fill in but we're slowly getting it taken care of this is great I am um, I, I, I want to drink it in the fall when the leaves are coming down and I've got a fire going. I want yeah. this is no, this is good. Um, well, we, we should we should get through a couple <laughs> more tastes before we get into some of those other questions <laughs> that that brings up for me. Um, this is that is Guthrie. Guthrie. So oh, this Guthrie. is definitely a bigger yes. one. So, so Guthrie is a wee heavy nine and a half percent. Is that right? Nine point six, nine point eight. We'll call it. We'll, 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 call we'll call it nine. We'll, we'll call it nine that. plus. Yeah, about nine that. Plus. That's good. So we have a uh, we when we started, one of our goals was to help educate folks on beer and, and promote it. Uh, and we started a homebrew club, the Butler County, Butler County Brewers Society. And last summer we did a tasting, a uh, little competition, uh, and uh, Anthony Bouvet ended up winning it. And he worked with Sean, and that is his wee heavy recipe. It's got a lot, a little bit of smoke to it. Uh, I think it's got a little bit of that earthy kind of peat flavor to it, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's very sweet, uh, and it's got some hoo ha to it. It's it's dangerous though. That that's very sweetness. It will sneak again. Another approachable beer. Um, it's not going to punch you in the face in any way. It's 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 just going to kind of. Uh, Slowly bludgeon you. Yeah, so Anthony says that the sweetness is counteracted with that little bit, just a little bit of that peat smoke, just a hint of it, and it just kind of balances it out. So yeah, it it's not nice a out. smoked beer no, by not. any no, sense. No, 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 but it just it's, has that just hint. Yeah. And it allows it to just, just a little be bit. mellowed out. This would be really good with a cigar. <laughs> I, I always struggle trying to find beers that go good with cigars. And, and when, right you know, me and Mike talked about that a lot on the show, trying yes. to figure that out. And we did a whole show trying to figure it out. And I don't <laughs> think we really cracked that code. And every once in a while, there's a beer that just fits perfect into it. And I, I think, think Mike would is, love this beer. I agree 100%. I that, man. But <laughs> yeah. we've, we've got a local cigar guys that like sell their own cigars and they come in here smoke daddy and they'll come in here every once in a while on summers and and sell cigars yeah, and they off the patio, yeah. yeah there's there's a few beers here that they swear by like that are just perfect cigar pairings no, I, uh, i'm actually really curious about this one as a as a cigar beer uh, we need to get on jungle gyms and get like a municipal ooh, cigar pint night thing going on we need to we need to make yeah. that happen jungle gyms if you're listening Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, since since you're you're cracking open a bottle here, that we'll go ahead and dig into some of these other questions that I've got. Talking about the um, you know the brown ale and some of those things that I'm like, oh, this will be, oh, yeah, yeah, this will be great sitting around a campfire. Yeah, and, talk to me. Yeah. Uh, what, what kind of packaging are we going to see in the next year? You guys had one bottle for your first anniversary. You've now 
Oh, well, announce that you've got two more bottles yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It so, seems like cans are this big trend, and everybody is canning now. Um, definitely talking about this. Um, what you see is what you're getting at the moment. So, honestly, um, we we don't have the facility to do any canning at the moment, and we don't want to do that right at the moment at all. Uh, what you'll be seeing is another anniversary release bottle. It's going to be another 22-ounce bomber, um, and it's going to be a Imperial IPA. So our anniversary beers are always going to be Imperial IPAs, and we're going to change that up each time a little bit. Um, and then we're going to do a specialty beer outside of that. But currently, we're going to stay with that trend at that moment. No canning at this point in time. So come fill your growler and take it to your campfire. <laughs> so the yeah. big thing. I'm so sorry. I, I wish we could right. do that, but <laughs> it's just not, it's just currently just not in the. Well, I'll expand on that a little yeah, bit. So, so the double IPA, we use a lot of honey in it right. and uh, locally sourced honey. And, you know, honey will change flavor and color depending on what the bees pollinate on. So we can keep that same recipe, go with different hives and get a completely different color and flavor within the beer. And, and still also the hops. That. So you got to realize that too. True, so. true. Right. So, it, you know, that that's going to stay there. This building itself, you know, was built in 1933. And the folks that built Union Terminal in downtown Cincinnati came up and built this for the city of Hamilton right afterwards. And it sat as the city building until really the early 90s and, uh, when the fire department left. The, seven, the jail cells are still up on the fourth floor. Uh, and that's where the, um, uh, uh, you know, they stopped using those, I think, in the late 70s. But anyway, the, uh, this building is a blessing and a curse. Uh, it's a blessing in the sense that we're, we're in the center of everything. It's, you got River's Edge Amphitheater with all the concert series. You got the hotel. You got the Markham Apartments being built. You got this, this complete renovation of the city that has just really taken this area by storm. Right. It's, it's, it's been a huge positive impact, and we're really happy to be a part of it. The curse side of it is <laughs> this building. I mean, it's, it's 80 plus years old. Uh, the footprint is not going to change. So, uh, and if we're going to be busting through walls, it's going to be, it's going to be a challenge. Right. So, you know, right now our cold storage room is the old detective room. Our mill room is the old city vault. Directly underneath us on this long section where the ladder truck used to be it was a police firing range. You guys are, for the record, the only brewery in Cincinnati that has jail cells if anybody gets out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could. The, the problem is getting them up there. It's the fourth floor. It's like we, gotta, we, gotta, we may need a taser in order to do that. But, um, but yeah, so I mean, it, this, this, so we are in a very confined space. And I tip my hat to Sean and John and Mark in production every day because what they have to do in order to even do production is move stuff around you know and then when we were doing the barrel age this barrel age long slumber they'd have to move the barrels every day you know in order to do something and our serving staff our serving staff is great because at the end of their day they have to move things at the end of the night to get everything ready for production so this building is a challenge and to to find space for a uh, a bottling line or canning line would be relatively impossible. Well, what about the the mobile canning solution that we see a lot of people kind of diving into? You know, 
that costs money. That costs a lot of money. So that's just not something we're, we're looking at to doing right now. Is Plus, it you it? have you have storage fees for cans and putting cans around or. Look around. I look at my place. I don't have a place to put. <laughs> you you know, st- I don't have. You can just stack them all around yeah, in, sure, in every sure. ounce of space, hey, like uh, Scott did down at the. So I was just thinking about Scott about this. Obviously, um, he would put them up on the ceiling. <laughs> they were everywhere. That was phenomenal. Yeah. I think there were people sitting on stacks of cans when they came into the yeah, tavern. So I I don't have room to put a semi truck full of of cans at right. all. And if I want any kind of logo on it or kind of wrap or whatnot, that just is another thing. So we're going to stay true to the course right now. And um, it's not something we're going to do right now. Well, it's, it, and, you know, definitely, especially like when you guys were opening your doors, I didn't expect to see any kind of packaging coming out. I still, not that I do now, but, but it seems like there are so many places that are opening up now and it's like just right off the bat, we need to be packaging. We need to be packaging. We need to be in stores. We need to do this. We need to be here. We need to be in Kentucky. We need to, and it just, it seems like this, I, this, this model that I thought I was understanding is just being thrown out the window and like, well, no, we're going back to, to this idea that was, it's odd to see to me. And oh, I'm just <laughs> to stay the course. I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I have no problem with that. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah. Not, not that. Not that. What you guys are doing is odd. It's, it's odd to see that shift and that change to the, the speed that people are moving into those things. I, I think we're a little bit different there too, in the sense that I don't know that in the summertime when these doors are up, and especially last summer because last summer you know quarter barrel had not opened, basil seventeen ninety one had not opened. Um, you know, now these places are open. But last summer, you know, when it was nice out and those garage doors were up, we went through a tremendous amount of beer here. I mean, we are, again, we're we're kind of on a postage stamp where we've got our 15-barrel brew house and our 430-barrel fermenters. That's a cap. That's a ceiling. And, you know, when you're blowing through a tremendous amount of beer because you've created a place where a lot of people locally will come out and hang out, um, you still have to have beer to get out in the wild. Right. So, you know, our, our, you know, we went into distribution last March. We were, uh, we're closing in on one year in distribution and it's just with kegs. And we've already been told by our distributor saying, look, you know what? You, you guys can't make enough. And that's a great problem to have. Um, so you, I think one day we'll do it, but what you're going to see is, and we've talked about it. What you're going to see is some expansion within this building within the next, hopefully, five years or so. And it's going to include a lot, a lot more on the production side, maybe some sort of packaging. Um, and we'll see. But but the, the idea, and granted, anytime I ask people these kind of things, like it always shifts and changes as time goes on. But the idea is to stay here in the building. Like there's oh, yeah, no, there's, no, no. there's no... This, there's this no there's no discussion of well, what if you know we do this and go here and and put this together. This the plan idea. is to be here for a very long, long time. Yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, especially with everything going on in the city. I mean, the Markham apartments—they're under construction right now. Uh, they're going to be high-end apartments directly next to Rivers Edge Amphitheater, which we're next to that. They opened up Markham Park last April. Uh, I've heard a little discussion about an entertainment district. Dora is coming on May 1st. <laughs> Designated outdoor refreshment area, Dora. Um, so th- th- with Dora, you can explore. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was bad. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> I, <punch it. laughs> I'm glad you said it and I didn't have to. <laughs> no, but it, um, so I sat in with the, um, with other city businesses and we talked about, um, what their plan was. It's going to take over all of German village, uh, and high street to Martin Luther King. It's going to go across the bridge. It's going to include quarter barrel. Uh, and it's going to include when uh, High Street changes to Main Street once you cross the bridge. So Main Street will go all the way out to Millville Avenue, which is, what, eight, ten blocks? The, uh, the entire uh, little downtown yeah, area. the whole yeah. core area. Plus, yeah. And they're going to in, uh, include north on B Street to Spooky Nook, which was the old paper plant that is now... Uh, sports still, complex yes, thing. They're saying it is going to be the largest indoor sports complex in the entire country. Uh, currently, the company that is running it is running the largest indoor sports complex in the country, and this is this one's going to be bigger. So, with Dora the Explorer, Explorer. <laughs> Dora the Beer Explorer, <laughs> um, it's not this. It's not that you'll just whenever you want be able to walk around with a beer in Hamilton. Is it like a specific time? Seven days a week, noon to midnight. And what has to happen is um, the you cannot bring beer in from outside or any alcohol in from outside. You have to purchase alcohol inside the Dora area. You are not allowed to leave with alcohol outside the Dora area. Uh, you cannot go from one Dora liquor permit in, with a refreshment into another, right. it has to be it has to be consumed before you enter the next place. Um, so North Second Street Tap Room, which just opened last fall, they're great. They which got is a great place to it's hang a great, out. What a way. cool little! I still have not been in there. It is oh the coolest God. little chill it place. Is. He always has live entertainment. He's got probably anywhere between what uh, twenty taps. He's got no, 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 fifteen. No, it's I think it's only like. He's ten. got more. It's I like think he's, he's got at least Maybe ten. ten. Maybe he ten. always has something good there, but it's always something. Always they good. they are always a verified good. untapped venue. If yes. anybody is on untapped, you can get on there and click on them. And so basically, it's going to be a buck for the cup. It's a plastic cup, and we a special to, Dora the Explorer yes, cup. Dora the Beer Explorer cup. We will have to buy from the city. Uh, we we get no markup on it or anything like that. It's it's whatever we pay for it. That's what. If someone wants to take a beer can to you, go. Can you pay for advertising on these cups? No. <laughs> no, no. The Dora has it's, yes. there's rules on the cup on one side, and then on the other side, it's got the Dora logo and then where you purchased it. So it will say oh, Municipal Brew Works on it. So you can't. You literally right. can't walk in some no, other place. Right. And so if you want to take a beer to go and you want to walk over to Markham Park and you want to read a book or something like that, you can get your beer to go. We'll charge you a buck for the cup. You take the, you take the cup out. You go to Markham Park, and now you want another beer, and you go to North 2nd. That beer has to be consumed before you enter North Second. Yeah. So there's going to be lots of people with their faces pressed up against the windows of Quarter Barrel in North Second, right? Well, chugging, wait, wait, wait. chugging their beer before so, yeah, they go. Have you seen our patio? <laughs> That's true. Exactly. So it's does that job. include the patio? Like as far as no, people coming not. in? It Technically, they should be on the other side of the fence, but it's it's, it's going to be an issue. Yeah, we'll figure it, it out. Could, we'll figure out how that. Well, works. Well, the other yeah, thing is, you're only supposed to use the the, the, the cup once. But I see people yeah. stuffing them in their shirt and having one from yeah, every it's, location. It's a, it's They've got their drink and quarter I'm not barrel. Lie, I may do second. that myself. The Marriott, <laughs> Basil, all these different uh, places that have alcohol permits. And the other thing is the local businesses. What they're hoping is that, sure, you come to Municipal Brewers, you, you, you grab a pint, you go to go. 
Um, you get your door of the beer explorer cup. You walk up to Sarah's house. You walk up to um, Art Off Sims or Inside Out Studio or the places over on Main. Um, there's great spots over there. You can get Main Street vinyl. Well, I just I think opening it up to. Um, events too so when like you know you've got these festivals where you may not have had options before I think it's going to start opening the door to creating options and and, and maybe that's a few years down the road still too but um, it just it, it it enables something to happen that wasn't able to happen before and yep. I think it's exciting we just yep. got to figure out the whole yeah there's the whole there's everything the whole everything <laughs> about that seriously yeah. that's awesome yeah um, before we dig into this uh, this next beer, let's take a quick break, um, pay the bills, you know, all that fun stuff. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. You know, there's no need to be up tight. <laughs> beer, beer is about having fun. The dream, the dream is definitely the fact that we went from homebrewing in a garage to where we are today, right? That is, that is the dream. Where we go from here, we're gonna, we're gonna continue to figure out as we grow. Uh, we, uh, and we don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. Can you have more fun with your clothes on? I don't think so. We're <laughs> listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. This is Steve Shaw. This is Eric Bosler. Hi, my name is Gamal Nagy. Hey, y'all. This is Sean Willingham. This is Brett Coleman-Baker. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollow. Hi, this is Evan Rouse. Cellar Dweller Craft Beers. Darkness Brewing. Rivertown Brewing Company. Immiscible Brew Works. Urban Artifact Brewing. Blank Slate Brewing. Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. In Cincinnati. In Northside. In Hamilton, Ohio. Bellevue, Kentucky. Mar, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast. The voice. The voice. The voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> Hi, this is Mike Stokes from Cincy Brew Bus. Cincinnati's craft beer scene is growing, and we want to take you to those locations. Here at Cincy Brew Bus, we love to introduce people to craft beer here locally in Cincinnati. We have an amazing craft beer scene. We have lots of routes to choose from and a lot of different places we can visit. Cincy Brew Bus is Cincinnati's premier and original craft brewery tour. We're the number one rated tour for breweries on TripAdvisor. We're the number one rated food and drink experience on TripAdvisor. And we're also the number two total tour overall on TripAdvisor here for Cincinnati. At Cincy Brew Bus, we provide a VIP tour experience for the novice and for the expert craft beer drinker. We like to take you out, show you how the beer is made, tell you about Cincinnati's rich brewing history, and at the same time, have fun, do some trivia, and drink some locally made fresh craft beer. I look at I look at the Bud Light drinkers out there as a you know a forest to be harvested. They're all out there and, and they don't know any better yet, but they will. You don't you don't ever hear somebody say, Yeah, I used to drink that craft beer crap. But I <laughs> I went back to my Bud Light. You don't hear that, do you? No, you don't. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. 
Scentsy Brewcast, the voice of Scentsy Craft. I'm the Gnarly Gnome from thegnarlygnome.com. Oh, so I got, so I, you guys probably don't. Do you guys know who Zane Lamprey is? Uh, three Sheets, Drinking Made Easy, no, nobody, nothing. Um, so th- there's a show that, that I've modeled like everything I do off of. It was called Three Sheets. Um, and Zane Lamprey just kind of traveled around the world exploring drinking cultures in uh, different countries and stuff. And I have uh, seen that so, show. So yes. I, I'm, I'm like, got I love the, that guy. this huge man crush on this guy. And he's just been doing stuff kind of sporadically since then. And he has a podcast called Zane's World right now. And I got a shout out on the show the other night. I did not know that. And I'm going to have to follow that because I really dug that show. That yeah, was cool. He, he, he gave a shout out to the Gnarly Gnome and Sensi Brewcast. So. That's cool. Shout out? Can I give a shout out? Um, yeah. Shout, yeah, shout, the shout away. Girl, uh, Mitten Beer Girl up in uh, Michigan. She traveled in one year and obtained a oh, beer. At every, every yeah, yeah, I saw that every uh, brewery there in yeah Michigan. every brewery in Michigan that's yeah. amazing oh you know amazing. what and I forgot to mention the the background of Guthrie so Anthony's grandfather Anthony is from Canada and Anthony's grandfather they called him Guthrie and he sounds, fought sounds like a Canadian yeah and he fought like a, in World War One and World War Two in the Canadian Armed Forces so he uh, is a good little tribute to him. Um, I dressed up like fat bastard when we when we <laughs> tapped it and spoke in a Scottish accent the whole team and I, I, but I didn't want to take a Scottish accent. That's I a great one. That's Kiss my otters. Um, it, but uh, yeah, so can't that, wait for uh, the comments. Yeah. <laughs> you tell them everybody, it's great. Now, um, so that was the background behind that name. I just wanted to hit that because I thought it meant a lot to Anthony and. And I thought I, I think the beer I, I think the beer is a fantastic beer, uh, and and he and Sean collaborated and did a great job. It's it's a great beer. It um, it would be good in some barrels. Just throwing it out. We, there. Actually, we actually thought about that. <laughs> anyway. Um. All right. So let's let's talk about the star of the next month. The uh, the the next bottle release, which is a dual bottle release, which um. I don't think I've seen yet around town. Um, oh, seriously? I don't think so. Where like it's kind of packaged together yeah. as a. I don't think I've seen that. And Braxton did their saison, their red, white, and blue. Yeah, and those but, are really good. But they weren't really. You didn't have to get them together. Didn't really true, necessarily. True, I think right. I don't know. Probably most people did. I guess. So. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. We just want this. I know to I did because I loved every one of them. <laughs> yeah, they were really good. That, the rouge is, is fantastic. Yes, it was. Um, so. I forgot which one. This is barrel age. This is yeah. regular. So this is uh, Long Slumber, uh, traditional English old ale. And then we did it, or Sean did it last year, and I'll let him talk about it. But uh, put in double oaked Woodford Reserve barrels. And uh, so go with it. Well, no, yeah, yeah. So we, we took this, did this last year, and we released uh, Long Slumber last year. We only did somewhere around you know, 12 barrels. Somewhere over like 350 gallons, somewhere in there area, and it was huge. But the first batch of it we placed in these Woodford double oak um, barrels. barrels. Yeah. yeah, so we had four of them and placed them there and hydrated them, get them prepped, and we moved them around. They moved them around. I, uh, Our, we're in such a confined space. <laughs> they literally had. I. I still, like I said before, I, I tip my hat to the guys in production because and our in our service staff because 
they have to at the end of the day and at the start of the day they have to play into each other in order for us to survive i mean our you know our, our tap room when the doors are closed in the wintertime holds 99 people you put 60 people in here and and it's, it's feeling tight. tight right uh in the summertime it's not as much of a deal because you doors are open you can use outside and everything like that but um these guys are moving these barrels around almost every day that they which is in. not a good thing for these barrels <laughs> it's not a good thing for beer it really is not um but we we had to do it we, they were stationary for like every two weeks we had to move them probably about 10 feet here and there just to get grain into our grain vault area but um we had them in there for a decent amount of time and then we kegged them placed them in our cold storage for conditioning purposes let them sit there for a good amount of time and then did some testing tasting them more testing more tasting testing testing yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so and then we placed them in our bright tank and it's also called drinking. Yeah. It's, when we drink our own, it's quality assurance. And at Beer Fest this weekend, I did a lot of market research. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I, and you go to another Maria. I call it when I, when I go out drinking, I call it podcasting. I just <laughs> <laughs> but now you're getting paid for that. That's a totally different story. Well, I mean, that is a, <laughs> yeah, awesome. not really. <laughs> totally understand that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it was in the bright tank. It was it was pretty hot. It really was. Um, but it it metaled out and uh, it's decently smooth. There's definitely some booziness there at the end, but there's the like very a, in, the inside of there. Yeah. There's a really good kind of fruit, and I'm, I've just had the the regular yeah, one so far. Absolutely, um, like a real fruity kind of thing in the middle. There's that's a going little on bit of that. a raisin note to it. I get bit, cherry but, cordial. Yeah, I get a I get a, a kind of a, a, a more of a cherry uh, or dark cherry kind of middle to it. Now we've we've I had this it. one here. I dig it. The base. Long slumber out before. So right. last last winter we had it. Uh, we're just going to release it at the same time we're doing this one here. Uh, the barrel age stuff. I know so. I tried it last year and I don't remember it being this good. <laughs> and that's I mean that as a compliment. Thank you, I guess. <laughs> you sucked last well, year. No, apparently I didn't. Where do did it. I have it? Did you guys bring it to Jungle Gems for a pint night or something? Maybe we brought we a sixto. We did okay. one pint night, and we brought a sixto of the long slumber, and it was gone in 15 minutes. So maybe I just had it with a bunch of other stuff and just don't remember it as well. Yeah, right yeah. That pint night was fun. That was fun. Um, the, the, you guys had a special glass, too, which I wish you would yeah. see more of from Jungle Gems. It was, uh, Ed told me it was the first time that a brewery ever put their logo on it. So we, Because they were so good to us when we started, we, I said, Ed, I could send me your pint night logo and i'm going to put it on one side of the glass and then i'm going to put the municipal brew works logo on the other side of the glass and we'll do that that'll be the giveaway so it, that was a blast we had such a fun time and there were so many people that came out I, that's what's really kind of put wind in our sails when we get tired because there's five owners here that all kept our day jobs but the one thing that keeps the wind in the sails is just every day seeing people coming out and hanging out and having fun and supporting us and you know down at beer fest this I weekend love this place. got beer fest this weekend we had so many people coming in we had um their discover hamilton maps we got from Hamil- from the city and we're noted on it in it uh so you know if you haven't been to hamilton in the last couple of years you're really missing out because of the stuff that's been happening and uh so we're on it we went through an entire box and i mean that's a 
ton of maps because people would have our beer. They're like, I've heard so much about you guys. Um, I want to taste your beers. They tasted it at Beer Fest. And like, oh, my God, we got to come see you. And we'd hand them the map. And I'm like, that's for, for us. It's like, that is, man, that just really puts wind in your sails. So I can't wait for the summer to get these doors up and get some warm weather and get some food trucks rotating. And, and we got the, the door of the beer explorer. And that'd be <laughs> you, a great time. The, the amount of brewers here in Hamilton has doubled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mean, well, if you just go six miles down the road and you have it's quadrupled if you say that's true. City, so. That's true. Um, long slumber. Um, I need to try the barrel one too here. It's delicious. It's delicious. Oh, the the barrel aged. I, That's a good note. I smell yeah. bourbon. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, those cherry notes, that those English ales though, or, or English old ales, I get that cherry cordial in the middle. It's sweet cherry cordial in the middle, a little bit of alcohol on the back end. Oh, holy hell, that's good. When you put that in a <laughs> bourbon barrel, the vanilla notes play with that cherry cordial taste. It's beautiful. So going back and forth between them two, you, when you go to the barrel age one, you definitely smell mm-hmm. booze. You smell bourbon. But it doesn't have that kind yeah, of bite. bourbon-y bite, bite to it. It's, it's nope. smooth, and you get that vanilla, and oh, man. That, that, that's the reason we want to pair them together. Yeah. Well, so yeah, that's, you have that's fun. that... That correlation, right? So you can figure out what's going on because you have this year's, you have basically last year's that's been in the in these barrels for X amount of time and this condition for X amount of time. So it's been just mellowing out, and now you have two different versions. It's just phenomenal. So how much of when you when you take something like this and put it in a barrel, how much? Is it of, here's what I think this barrel is going to bring to it, and how much of it is, holy shit, look what this barrel did to this. Like, how much is well, that's it right. like, yeah, yeah, exactly. the, the, the beer gods? Is, and is just Jim them. is closing his eyes and picking any, 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 mo, but <laughs> Throw a dart. Yeah, throw a dart. <laughs> so we did, and so I had Anthony uh, here who did the uh, Guthrie, and we were tasting them from the barrels, and each one of them had distinctive, different, totally different tastes. But they all complement each other. So we're like, all right. So after a little testing and making sure everything was good, nothing was bad related to any kind of skunking or bacteria stuff, whatever, we mixed them. And we had the right mixture, per se. Right. And this is what we came up with. And I think it's – I'm not going to – I think it's. I think it's. I think it's fantastic. I mean, it's. It's the thing is. I'm very it, biased, by the way. Just so you know. Well, and you know what? I mean, I'm biased, but I try and not be. You know, I mean, like I thought. You know, Fig Leaf's Black Solstice. I thought that was a fantastic beer. Um, you know, there's there are beers out there that I think are really good beers, and when. If you if you put blindfold on me and I just tasted this, I would say, wow, this is a really good beer. First off, you don't see a whole lot of old ales out there. And you certainly don't see a lot of old ales out there that are barrel-aged. Right. Yeah, so I didn't want to do a Russian Imperial Stout that was in a barrel <laughs> area because everybody does stouts in barrels. I mean, just because you can do that and it's not going to be a big issue. This has a totally different flavor. This is going to give you totally different notes. But I, I still to be, get the barrel. 
which which that's I mean if I'm buying a barrel aged beer I want the barrel right. I want and I want it to be smooth and I don't want it to burn my face off and I want to sit there and I want to watch a hockey game and with a with a with a bomber and I want to finish the bomber between the intermissions of the three periods that's what I want to do <laughs> but hey, I'm just going to side note Russian Imperial Stouts in a barrel I've had Paradise's stuff oh my god that was oh, so yeah. good it, well, that was so good and you can't mention that beer without mentioning the little hats that oh they put god. on the bottles <laughs> it was so awesome <laughs> The only, the only bottle I had with a hat on it had was tequila. <laughs> no, no, no. You, they, I have one for you. They've it's got, well, it's phenomenal. They've, they've got little um, ushankas, which is the little Russian hat with the, mm-hmm. the ear flaps. Yeah. Every bottle has a little handmade ushanka on it, and it's it's pretty brilliant. Oh, see, <laughs> no, I've not had that. You guys suck. It's good. I uh, I have a bottle for you. I promise. Good. It um. I'm 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 really excited to watch how that one progresses in the bottle too. Me too. Actually, yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I'm I have a couple of them. I'm just gonna let them sit for a while. So I did I did get a uh, Founders uh, Curmudgeon's uh, Better Half, which was their old ale that they put in bourbon barrels with molasses. That was a 2011 release. Wait a minute, they put molasses in. I don't know. No, I think I think it was a bourbon barrel that then aged molasses. All right, all right. Kind of like what they do with CBS with the maple syrup, but uh, yeah. um, it was it was fantastic. But the the old ale is it's such a big beer, it's so different though. But I, it's got to be drinkable, and I think this is very drinkable. It's going to age really very well. Yeah, yeah this is well, and that's going to be the hard part. Is then all right? So, do you drink it now? Do you sit there and let it go? Do you? Um, what's so, the? Hey, I'm not going to lie. What's We're, the bottle have, limit on these? We have um, bottom limit. I have no clue, but we have. <laughs> yeah, that's I don't. Should, that's not something I want to talk about. That? I have. We have stuff on in kegs. So right. if you want to get it right now, at the time of go. release, we'll have it on tap. Yeah, but try before you buy. Yeah, you can try it. Before well, no, you buy no, it no. Buy and, and try, <laughs> and, and then and then buy then, another one. To then age. make your decision there if you you're going to crack I, open I, your bottle. Yeah. Out. So the bottle limit, I have no clue. I don't know what we're going to do with that. But yeah, we have to figure that out because. So one of the other things we started was a mug club, and part of the mug club membership was if we do special bottle releases, we're going to email you and let you know, and you're not going to need first to stand dips. in line, right? So we're going to pull them out for the folks. So I, I think we are going to limit that to probably a pair. One of each to anyone in the mug club so that they do not get shut out because they mean a lot to us. Um, But if they want to come and stand in line for, you know, part two or part three of of what they want to buy, that's that's perfectly fine. Because really, we have 300 bottles of each per each. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit over. But, yeah, it's only 300 each. For the most part. Well, minus what we're going to drink. Yeah. It's a little under so, so like there, there we only have 150. <laughs> We've got seven bottles. <laughs> Our employees are going to need some. We I know really like I know my brewers are going to have need some. So Right. Which we figured that out. So it is it's it's actually it's going to be 300 of each because we did like 3 275 like, somewhere. No, there. it's actually not. We figured that out. We figured that out. You don't <laughs> read your emails. Messy. Bastard. Um, he, What's email? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, we figured it out. We're going to have 300 of each released to the public. So we're going to put that on sale when we open at noon on February 17th. So uh, we're hoping that it's a nice day. But even if it's a not, not, not so nice day, we don't want anybody standing outside freezing their cojones off. So we'll probably just let them in and just let us get our stuff together. And right. then, we'll, then we'll sell it. Yeah, right on. It's... 
fantastic beer and it's Thank like you. you said it's it's something unique that uh you don't see a lot of places especially in bottles around town i mean i, I think that old firehouse had an old ale that was barrel aged for a little while they did wine and bourbon barrels but stuff that's seen packaging is is very few and far between mm-hmm. yeah. um so jumping topics again because yeah, that's sure. um add radio that's what yeah, this yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. um <laughs> believe me sean is the squirrel <laughs> i am squirrel they call me a murdoch i'm crazy what kind of, so we talked about, you know, Swine City opening up, you know, six miles down the road. You've got Quarter Barrel opening up. I don't know how many feet away is that? About anywhere. 150 feet. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the landscape of what Cincinnati's craft beer community is is definitely very different. If, if you know, a couple of years ago somebody had said, oh, yeah, there's going to be, you know, X amount of breweries in Butler County. I'd be like, yeah, that'd be, that'd be really great. But I just, you know, I just don't see it happening. Mm-hmm here we are and here it is right you know where do you see that a going in the short term long term uh, future and how has that changed kind of the way that this place exists or has it changed anything of, well, of the way before you guys do things jim says anything because he's gonna take i'll talk here for an for hour i'll but, shut up you go but the two guys that have just opened up so you have quarter barrel just across the river from us that's literally category and you have uh, Dan at, at Swine City, just six miles away from us. Um, it's phenomenal. I just absolutely love this. So I have whatever they need at any time. I'm like asking them, hey, wh- how can I help you? And it's, they've asked, and it's it's nice. So um, whatever I can do for them to make them better or step up or if they need anything it's i'm i'm there for them so that's it's it's the brewing community and that's how i feel about it well it it seems it's it's very easy for you to help places like that grow and help them um what do you think that brings to to you guys though i mean besides the obvious more people i know i well honestly their their expertise in brewing honestly so if I'm missing something and trying to figure some stuff out or whatnot, you know, hey, let, let me bounce things off of them on how to do things. You know, hey, maybe I'm not thought, thought of something. Maybe. Or, you know, the guys down in Swinton City are phenomenal, and they have been around, and they kind of know what they're doing. It's I really, think Justin's worked at every brewery I, in Cincinnati. I was just thinking of Justin about that <laughs> yes. when I said that. I, yeah. So, yeah. I, if I need to bounce something off of him, that'd be awesome. So, yeah. I, I'm I'm looking forward to, A, the camaraderie, because we're going to do um, – I'm sorry, Jim, risk manager, but um, – <laughs> potato cannons with t-shirts across the river <laughs> i'm going to try this okay so they have a rooftop bar i'm yes. actually for that yeah, i know i know right it's got it but it has to be able I'm to clear the river, to do otherwise this. you got wet t-shirts and that's a problem and now. well the wet t-shirts are not on anyone that's the problem well, that's they're true. in wait, a big clumped up ball falling in the river <laughs> <laughs> so face, facebook wants to know if there is any other city um, that boasts a more friendly beer community and Ooh, i'm gonna know. i'm gonna jump on that question and is is the overall beer community still as friendly as it looks like to all of the drinkers 
You know, all of us that just show up in our tap rooms and get our beers. So right now, I, I can tell you this right now, uh, in the greater Cincinnati area, because that's where I am at, and I can go to any one of the brewers around here, as far as I know, and ask them for help, and they'll bend over backwards for me. So, yes, the greater Cincinnati area, I have not found an individual that's going to be cold shoulder or whatnot. I really love the community that we have. Do you think that's special to Cincinnati, or do you think that's just special to craft beer? I think it's just it's just craft beer, honestly. To take it's craft beer. I've, I've, I mean, so in my it's real beer, job, I, I travel a little bit, and of oh. course, when I travel, I try and extend my trips and go to various breweries. And yeah, I mean, you, you'll see some frenemy type things. In fact, I had a guy tell me locally here uh, that he had a, a brewery come in from Indianapolis, not to be named, and the guy was kind of kind of a jerk to him and i was like well you know is that did that create a problem he goes no he goes if he called me tomorrow and he needed uh you know a bag of two row he goes i'd drive it out to him and it 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 was just one of those things you may have a frenemy situation but it's it's all good no it simply said i will give them bags of two row or whatever and mill it for them but simply said i'll take care of them right and it's because i think the big thing is we're all the little guy Right. I mean, we're all the little guy compared to the macro ones out there. Well, it's 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 hard. You know, you forget sometimes that there are still the majority of people that are walking around that are drinking Bud Miller, Coors, whatever it is nowadays. You know, this is still just a small drop in the bucket of this bigger picture. Oh, good lord. Yeah, I think we forget that as craft beer drinkers, sometimes you 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 know I know that I do. I just think that everybody does this, and this is like normal for people. <laughs> no, I, I tell you, I, I've been very impressed with the uh, with not only the folks that I've met since we've started, but even with us starting, and now we're seeing folks popping up in Middletown and Fairfield and right across the bridge. And I'm like, you know what? I almost want to create some sort of Butler County thing where we all get together. Once a month or once every other month, and drink beers and Butler shoot the County and Beer Guild. Really, there you go, Butler County. Brewers. Well, I mean, and that well, well, a purchasing power. You know, if we want to, yeah. if we want to buy some crazy ingredient, let's all chip in and do it. You know, why not? Well, I think more about you know the the when you're trying to get your beer on tap somewhere. I don't know what the story is for the the little little guys. You know, that are just trying to get a keg out here and there and try to get some kind of some kind of recognition on a different in a different part of town. It's one thing if you're here in Hamilton and you are trying to get a keg on at Ryan. Ryan's is gone, isn't it? Basil said Basil seventeen ninety one Asian fusion. It's but good. but so. it's it's one thing to get a keg on down the street there, but if you're driving to somewhere on the east side, like I don't know I don't know about that. I think it's related to tasting and is it good? Good beer wins. Honestly, you have to be able to. I've done some sales and on this stuff, and it's you have to be able to sell the beer to the beer manager or the bar manager, right? They have to like it. It has to be good. If it's not good, they're going to say, "Hey, I don't know if this is going to sell," because the bottom line is that they need to move that keg. If they're not moving that keg, you're not getting that tap. I think one of the things that we do pretty well, though, is we do the service with the sale, too. Like, we've got a uh, beer and food pairing coming up on February 12th with uh, Miami Valley Gaming. 
So the chefs from the restaurants from Miami Valley Gaming were here last Monday. Nice, quiet atmosphere because we're closed on Mondays, Tuesdays after work. We hung around and we went through our kind of beer portfolio, our beer spectrum, and I just started shooting a bull with them um, and started talking about various beer food pairings that I do uh, with, with some of our stuff. And, boy, they came back with a menu um uh, based with three of our beers and I cannot wait for this next Monday. It is going to be fantastic. It's, it's limited to, I think 40 people and then they're going to do it again, I think on the 26th. So I'll get up there and, you know, say blah, blah, blah about the beer. And then they're going to get up there and say their stuff about the food. But man, oh man, it was, Oh, I can't wait for this. I I love, I love beer and food pairings. I like, Everybody here that anybody that works at Municipal Brew Works has to be in the Cicerone program. And if you're a server, you have to be at least a level one beer server because we want to increase the customer's experience. We want somebody that knows about beer that can help guide customers when they come in. Uh, myself and one of our other owners, uh, Aaron Holtz, he is we are both certified Cicerones. Yes, and, and individuals. I am not one. But that's fine because uh, I don't know that you have to be. It's like it was just something that I wanted to do, something he wanted to do, and you know, part of that exam is a massive. I no longer of, trust you. <laughs> <laughs> he's full of garbage. Um, no, but uh, I'll talk you know, beer all day with you. But no but part of it is you know part of that exam. I mean, it's like a five hour exam, and part of it is a massive beer food pairing question. And I'm like, that was. I can't wait for this. It's going to be awesome. I there was a beer and food pairing that I went to years ago that like just it was almost like a big spotlight came down and just shined on this beer that I had been drinking for for years and it was like you taste things that you had no idea where they were, that were there exactly. because of the food like it brought it out like just immediately and it was right. like it, it it really did change the course of the way I was thinking about beer and, and especially that beer. So in March, it's going to be us, Fig Leaf, and Grainworks right across the street here at the Marriott, the Courtyard Marriott in Hamilton. And it's for a charity called uh, uh, Lifespan. And we're doing a beer food pairing there in March. Uh, and then I just got a call today from the coach house over in Hamilton, the west side of Hamilton, and they want to do a beer food pairing. And I'm like, to me, man, that is right up my alley. When you can start taking your beers out and showing them to people and you start pairing them with food, man, that is, that's a good time because it really does add another layer. It's good stuff. It does. It, 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 it lights up parts of the beer that sometimes I think it you does. don't see. It lights up parts of food. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I've been to beer food pairings with, I'm a picky eater. I am a <laughs> picky SOB. And I'm like, I can't stand this style of beer. I can't stand this food. But put them together, and I'm like, "Give me seconds." <laughs> so, how much like does that play into what you guys do as far as creating recipes and stuff too? Like, as far as pairing, pair, yeah, pairing food into it or things like that. Like, do you create a like? I mean, there's you know, this this long slumber is a beer that to me begs to have some food with it. Oh, it does. Like, it, there's yeah. there's a lot of flavors going on there that I think there's, you could. We put pairings on the label too. Oh, you uh, did. That's right. See, did, that, yeah. I'm going to pretend like that was a good uh, transition into that because <laughs> was, yeah, I so forgot we that it was on there. <laughs> well played. See, he's my he's my Batman <laughs> slash Bruce Wayne, the gnome. Um, no, it's 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 true. We um, I, we we don't necessarily gear it towards that, but um, 
I think the other, you know, the other part of the Cicerone part is, is the tasting, you know, and being able to develop a palate and, and understand what a beer style is supposed to taste like. And I think that's one of the things that, uh, that Sean has done really well. And I'll tip my hat here, but when this is over, I'll still smack you around. Um, but smack you around. I, I think, I think when we put a beer out and we say it is whatever style it is, I think the, the flavor notes of it hit well. And when you know that, it's like, well, here's the foods that go with it. Um, does, so the consistency helps. Does that um, that desire to, to, to hit a style and, and nail what that style is, does that limit things at all? Like, is there, like, how do you, how do you push those boundaries, too? So, um, be, to be frank, Emily, um, I wake up in the mornings and want to know what kind of beer I want to drink that day, honestly. So there's certain beers I want to have, and when is it on the schedule? That's what I'm going to do. But to get pairings and to make sure things are good, I have to divert that to Aaron and Jim about that. So, And I'm always constantly on a fret. I really am about my beer. He's ruled by I, fear. I, and I keep I him afraid. So I I mean it I literally I taste the beers, I'm like I'm not sure this is right. I'm not sure this is right. And then I went, well, this is this okay. All right. I got this. I got this. So, so this is kind it's, of funny. Yeah, this is not funny. Gonna, it's not so, funny. This is hilarious. So on Mondays, <laughs> Mondays we have owner calls. So like I said, there's five owners. We all have day jobs, and we do these Monday calls where we talk about you know various things that are coming up during the week and and blah 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 planning. Um, and he'll do something like Scout, which is just a great IPA, and he'll already am, he'll already be apologizing. <laughs> Pacing. Guys, pacing. it was just an experiment. I'm not sure, and, and I'm tasting this, and and I don't want to make his head explode because I'm going. You know what? I want him to be ruled by this fear. There are people that uh, I mean, I was talking to my wife. She works for P and G, and she did all these you know personality exams and all that stuff. And uh, it, there are people that are ruled by fear, and that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad thing. What it means is it is a motivator. It is a motivating factor. When you are afraid that you are going to produce something that is subpar, you create uh, an anxiety amongst yourself that now you have to pay attention to the details. So here's the problem that this my name is on these beers, right? So so don't screw if up. Gnome <laughs> is drinking this beer. I I want to impress him. We would have not invited him here if the beer wasn't good. <laughs> Hey, you, Let's you, cut have, the you have beer. You have craft beer. Hey, we jokes, have dumped right? beer before. We have we dumped have. beer. We have. Well, We've just, dumped beer because it's not met the flavor profile. And you know what? It, and, and it's it's not. I would never go to Sean and go, "Damn, Sean, you suck." I would never do that because, first off, I would never do that to anybody. It's there's it, a couple of people I would do it to. <laughs> I won't name names. 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 I won't name names. names but give it. Um, I'll, I'll see you at the punch out, Jesse. <laughs> Wait, was that allowed? Holy crap. We got names. Uh, anyway, no, but I mean, you never say that. It's I'm going like, to get look, an angry email again. There, There's too many variables in the brewing process to to say that you're going to do it perfect every time. Hell, you look at, you know, uh, Goose Island. Goose Island just, you know, got rid of a ton of the uh, Bourbon County stout. Um, 
Jackie O's, which I'm a huge fan of Jackie O's, and they just did a recall on a bunch of their barrel-aged stuff. Stuff happens, and you know what? That's part of the craft beer industry. It's that craziness that I love. You're not getting something that is so chemically induced that you're getting the same thing every time. You know, our double IPA, when we use different, we're going to use honey from a different hive, that's going to create a different flavor. Maybe it'll be good. Maybe it'll be great. Maybe it'll be just okay. We're not going to serve it if it's not good, but you know what? It's going to be fun. It's going to be good. And that's and I try and keep Sean scared so he's paying attention to detail. Well, and I I can't imagine like I mean I I guess in different ways I can, but like just opening up yourself to like I mean like you said you're you're creating something that not only are you very much attached to, like. All of these people that come in here and order a beer, like we're all pretty emotionally attached to beer, whether we understand that or not. Right. Like this is a, it's a beverage that isn't just a thing you crack open and drink because you're thirsty. Like we, we, we drink for lots of different reasons, and that drink means lots of different things. Right. And so I, I, I can't imagine putting yourself out there and, and tying all that in together. I feel like anytime somebody comes in and orders a beer and they see you here, they need to go over and hug you and tell you it's good. <laughs> so and we've actually had, we've actually had that kind of question for you. Uh, Sean, I never see you here anymore. I'm like, well, because I'm gone at four o'clock in the morning. Cause I'm here at 6am and I'm gone at four. No, I'm not going to stick around because I'm exhausted. Well, and, I have to and back here, and and you guys talk about day jobs and things like that, and there there's lots of other sides to everybody's lives right. that. Uh, yeah. um, I mean, I I definitely understand that to a whole different level of what it means to to True. have True to shift gears constantly. So, uh, you you guys are definitely kicking ass, and thank you. Um, I don't know about that, but we're we're holding our own. I think we're holding our own, but I tell you what, I, I, it's it's like I said, it, it's wind in our sails when we come in here and we see locals and folks. Like, I mean, I live here in Hamilton. I've lived here since '95. I've seen industry and everything die down. I've seen the the uh, high street have absolutely. It was like two percent uh, uh, occupancy in high street uh, storefronts. Well, right so now, I grew it's up in Fairfield, 100%. and I won't tell you the things that we said about Hamilton growing well, yeah, up in yeah. Fairfield. Hey, believe me, I heard it because you know, like I said, my wife, uh, you know, she was born and raised here. She's a big blue grad, and uh, and I live here. I've lived here since '95, and you know, I, I, I've seen it, I've heard it, and you know, at the State of the City address last October, Joshua Smith, who's our city manager, and uh, Mayor uh, Pat Moeller. They give kind of, you know, it's kind of state of the city, what's going on. And they said, you know, three years ago, High Street, which is what we're on, had 2% occupancy in the storefronts. And right now it is at 100%. And I would like to think in my deluded, maybe narcissistic mind that maybe we had something to do to at least help that. Uh, and, and I'll tell you, I, I, I saw it happen with uh, Jake down at Braxton, um, you know, and I have a tremendous amount of respect for them, and I love those guys. And and I don't even know that Jake has, knows me. He could he couldn't pick me out of a lineup. But I'm such a huge fan of them because they are about a year and a half ahead of us. And when I saw what they did to this kind of sort of economically run down kind of area, older area that was you know thriving in its day, 
Uh, and they come in and they're like, you know what, we're going to renovate this old building. Uh, we're going to do our thing. We're going to make a tap room that's going to be pleasant. It's going to be family friendly. It's going to be fun. Um, I'm like, damn, that is, that's, that's what we need here. Because the similarities between what was going on in downtown Covington versus what was going on in downtown Hamilton, there's a lot of similarities there. Right. And now we are kind of reaping the benefits of that because, and now their space and their, you know, they're, they're taking advantage of their space and, and I wish we could eventually do that. But, um, you know, when you look at that, you're like, man, what, you know, what can't beer do? Well, and that's <laughs> like, if somebody had told me like when I was in high school, you know, in Fairfield, well, you know, fast forward X amount of years, we won't say how many, but you know, you're going to spend a weekend and you're going to be hanging out in Hamilton because you want to hang out in Hamilton. You're going to go down to Covington and you're going to spend the afternoon in yeah, Covington. So you're freaking you're crazy. Gonna, like, it's, why would I do that? Like, it just, it, it didn't make sense at the time. And you look at it now and it's like, well, yeah, I'd, if you give me the perfect weekend, I'm, I'm going to go to Hamilton. I'm going to go to Covington. I'm going to College so, Hill. I'm going to like Mount Healthy. Like, you know, these places that don't make sense. I want to know a statistic of how many other stores or storefronts have opened around a, say, four or five block area of Braxton since they opened? And I guarantee all of them. Yeah, all of them. Exactly. <laughs> Except for that like, damn hardware store. They were there, but they were there forever. They're jerks. Screw them. Um, but yeah, I mean, but it's it's very similar to, you know, kind of what we're dealing with in, in Hamilton. You know, and now we've got the, the amphitheater and the park and it's, it's great. If you do the right scheduling, if you come in on a Thursday, you can stand, you can sit here and go to the concerts on a Thursday night. Hang out on a Friday night. There's a lot of stuff going on at the fitness center. Well, you have to go over and get a selfie in front of the lemon grenade on the oh, side of the building over there, too. Yes. Shout out to Tommy. <laughs> Tommy's amazing. Tommy's awesome. But then you can go to the fitness center. You can see great art and and then come back here and hang out. And it's, there, it's, you, you have a good so three-day weekend right, right here. There, were, the street, there were three days last summer. Where you could uh, the Hamilton Flea, which is very sens- uh, very similar to the Cincinnati Flea, uh, and you know they it's all artisans, arts and craft folks, and they uh, <laughs> they set up at Markham Park, which just opened last April, yeah. and they have our beer there, and you can walk around all day, and it's the second Saturday of the month every summer, like starting in April or May or something like that, but. Uh, um, great people uh, that run it, and the stuff that you'll see there, the arts and crafts stuff that you'll see, is amazing. And last summer, we uh, their uh, event coincided with our first anniversary and the Strawberry Festival and the Strawberry Festival. And then later on, <laughs> there was, was I just it was my weekend. It was we went to the Strawberry <laughs> Festival when we came here. <laughs> later on, there was the Dragon Boat Festival, which is you know it's it's Whoa. dragon boats being rowed up and down the river what is next it? to us. What is a dragon boat? A dragon oh. boat is a twenty like Vikings. It's a twenty. It's basically a twenty first twenty person rowing boat. Uh, yeah, but except there's like a dragon on the front of it, like, like Vikings. Yeah, kind of like Vikings, but it's also kind of like a, a an Asian uh, culture festival. Set festival, uh, and they have that on the river, and that was in August, 
um, or I'm sorry, it was in September. And then David Shaw, if you're a fan of the Revivalists, who had the number one song, and actually their song got bought out by Blue Moon. Oh, seriously? So, yeah, Wish Are I you Knew seriously? You. The number one song in the country last spring was uh, Wish I Knew You by the Revivalists. If David Blue Moon Sh- wants to buy the Cincy Brewcast theme, I will sell it. I will sell it tomorrow. It, but it took you so many <laughs> days to make it. I, it doesn't matter. I'll make another one. <laughs> so, so, $39.95. I got it. Right <laughs> uh, but anyway, David Shaw is the, is the lead singer of the Revivalists, and he's from Hamilton. And he does what's called the Big River Get Down. And it's an all-day music festival at the River's Edge Amphitheater right next to us. That was in September. So there were three or four days within a four-block area where there was stuff going on from 8 a.m. to 1 o'clock in the morning. And we were right in the middle of it. It's insane. It is insane. And to think that that's Hamilton right now, um, you know, being here since 95, blows my mind. It blows my mind. But the, the possibilities are endless for what, endless. It, what, it, what it could be in five years, in ten exactly. years. And, and now, you've got, now you've got the quarter barrel. Quarter barrel is going to have a rooftop bar that you can watch the river. I'm like, that's going to be pretty cool. I'm sorry, yeah. but I'm concerned about production. I don't know if I can keep up. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great it's gonna problem be a... to have. See, fear. Ruled by fear. fear. You can't fear. keep up. Brew more. Oh, brew brew more. more. You guys are going to have you to contract must. brew out to quarter barrel in Swan City. <laughs> And it all comes full circle. Full circle. <laughs> That's right, man. So what do you want people to know that they don't already know? I mean, we covered a lot. I think we I think I we got know, everything man. I really I mean, wanted I mean, to talk about. Yeah, you know, know, we've got pretty, so pretty so one of the things we, one of the things we kinda wanna do we've been talking about this for a while. We'll probably try and do it in May. Is we're going to do a Pinewood Derby? Oh, oh yes. my God, that's oh, so can't fun! Wait for this. It's going oh. to be Cub Scout esque, and we're going to have two divisions. We're going to have the Cub Scout rules, and then we're going to have the Open Division. If you want to put hydraulics and you want to make it weigh ten pounds, you know what the hydraulics to shove other cars off the track. Oh yeah, go right ahead. This. Okay, this is the best news I've ever no, heard. No, no, yeah, so, so this is. And and that's kind of the plan. So we found a track manufacturer, and we found a place that can get us the a Pinewood Derby car blanks with wheels and axles and all that. You stuff. can you can find them on Amazon. Oh, Anybody yeah. that's listening right now, start your car. You can find them anywhere. This this is going to be yeah, game on so, right here. And, and we do a lot with the fire department. So our Walter Melon Blonde, which is a watermelon-infused approachable blonde. Uh, Another we, one of your beers that I desperately would love in a can, just for yeah, the record. That, that would be fun. Just for the record. Just for the record. I, it's all... Yeah, because I'm t- a watermelon blonde like on the beach or hanging out in the summer, man, that would be great. Uh, but you got the door of the beer explorer, so you could grab it and go <laughs> have it in the park. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, that, you know, we kind of do with the fire department and we do with the Walterman family and we do our Laoke, which was just brewed today and will be brewed tomorrow with members of the Hamilton Fire Department. We try and do a lot with the fire department because, of course, we're here and we realize, you know, we don't do a whole lot with the police. You know? well, so, so we're going to be doing the Society for the Thin Blue Line on March 3rd. Uh, that's with Randy, is, right? Yes, it's yeah. with Randy a little bit uh, at... Uh, Wooden cask. Wooden cask, yeah. At Wooden cask. And we're going to be doing that as a solo cup, a red solo cup party here with a rye bourbon aged L. Right. So we took our station two rye pillow. So we're sitting now in fire station, what was formerly fire station number two. Uh, when this was a city building. So we have our station two rye pale ale, uh, and we, uh, 
aged that in those double oaked Woodford Reserve barrels. So we're going to do that with now that to me very yes, limited please. release. Yeah, very. Limited I think release. we've got what a, a half barrel, a couple half barrels. Yeah, we have about forty-five gallons. So yeah, okay. very, yeah. very, very limited release. So that's going to be a thin blue line issue or, or project for us. And then um, this uh, this Pinewood Derby. I, I kind of want to call it the Hamilton Five Hundred. Um, but yeah, so so our plan is to buy all that. I'd like to get sample cars to all the breweries around That'd Cincinnati and then have a brewer's division and open division, which is anything goes. And then the Cub Scout rules division. And then what we'll do is we'll charge an entry fee and the entry fee will go to the charity of the, uh, FOP. I love it. FOP's, uh, determination. So I love it. Let me know. We'll, we'll broadcast live. We'll do, so okay, Since I'm, I'm going to have five cars. <laughs> like I I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting really <laughs> excited. So like cars. I, my my nephew is almost ten. So he's right in the middle of Cub Scouts, in the middle of the Pinewood Derby craziness, and him and his dad are are all about it. And I feel like I've got some some experts that can help Uh-oh. me out with this. Uh oh. <laughs> well, one of the owners here, uh, my brother-in-law, in fact, he was one of the owners. Uh, he he did back in the '60s. No. I'm, just kidding. Actually, it was back in the 80s. 50s? I have to make fun of him because he's the oldest of our group. But yes. anyway, he's uh, he did the Pinewood Derby and like won the entire... Well, yeah, yeah. So, so he's got a trophy that's yeah, like 10 feet tall. Yeah, yeah. back in back in the, the, the 90s, I've, I've got a car that did pretty good, but well, you I feel can, like... You oh, can enter it. No, I, enter feel, it. I feel like technology has changed no, a little no, bit. No, no people so are, people are crazy now. People are crazy. Old school stuff. Right. Well, so we are going to do... We're going to do Cub Scout rules. We're going to do open division. And then I'd like to do just Bruce a division. If we get enough, and and, and I hope we do, uh, if we get enough, because, you know, I mean, hell, we'll give them the cars if they pay the entry fee, because the entry fee is going to prizes and to the charity. So if we can do that, and we're kind of looking for that in the uh, first part or middle of May, uh, because our, our uh, uh, second anniversary is the second Saturday in June. We've got our Ales for Tales event, which is uh, a, an event we do with the... Um, Butler County Humane Society that happens in August. We've got our Dragon Boat uh, sponsorship, and that takes place in August slash September. So we've got lots of stuff planned. Um, but yeah, the next thing that we're really kind of working on is this Pinewood Derby thing. I think it'll be fun. And then oh, it would be so cool because Fifty West has their you know their trike races that they do uh, for their Doom pedal. And I'm like. I could see us doing, you know, we have 10 cars <laughs> laid out at the next beer fest and you got to pick a car and then you race them. That yeah. would be fun. That'd be awesome. If, if every brewery does not take part in this, I'm going to be disappointed. Can, I can see a can little, see? a little, a little 50 West, like a little VW can you bus. A little, can you little bus, little bus going down can the track. Can you imagine awesome. at beer fest having tracks? Oh my God. And having a Pinewood Derby beer thon that would be awesome. That would be awesome. I cannot. I'll be stoked about that. <laughs> I know. I, I think it would just be a blast. It's like, you know, it's. Forget it's the barrel aged beer. I'm yeah. excited about the Pinewood Derby right <laughs> I know, now. Right? Hey, your barrel aged gr- beer is great, but you know what? Screw you guys. Let's do Pinewood Derby. Pinewood Derby. Just do it. I, I just think it would be fun. And it's like, we, we found a place we can get the blanks. We're just going to sell the blanks for, you know, whatever, you know, whatever. cost is. Whatever it's like three to five whatever. bucks. It's, yeah. 
Um, and you get the wheels with it and the axles and which axles, they're nails. Um, <laughs> and the block has, you know, like four pre-drilled holes in it for the nails. Uh, but I, I just think it would be a blast because I, I know somebody would end up putting some hydraulic in that would just like wipe out all the other cars in the open this. division. <laughs> or or somebody would come in and have one that weighs like 50 pounds. It would just like drop to the bottom. You don't understand. I truly bought a drill press specifically for this. <laughs> I did. That's a, Don't see, tell my wife. See, he's ruled by fear. He's afraid of losing. So that's why he bought that because he's like, if I'm going to do it, I'm not going to lose. I've never seen a group of men that get like more serious about something <laughs> than they do the Pinewood Derby. Like right. they're they're pushing their little kids aside. Like, no, like, you got to do it this yeah. way. You got to do it this but way. It, but it's, it's just it's so much it's fun. A group of, just a group of individuals that just love beer. Uh, it's, it's just this is. This is about. That's fine, but I remember being a kid and being a Cub Scout, and my dad took, um, he took bullets. He took um, <laughs> a a uh, a musket shell, or because it was um, it was a musket gun. Yeah, and and he took one and he like like whittled it down and ground it down to fit in the front of my Pinewood Derby car and drilled a oh, hole. Oh, so you in put it, it in the, the back. Trailer. All right, so I'm gonna give I'm gonna give away one of the secrets right now. You put your weight in the back and well, as put high as possible. Yeah. All of your weight needs so to be my, high. Mine was and back. always in the middle. So it was high and over, back. Yeah. High and back. So you get was, the momentum. Mine was front and We could do a whole axle. show on Pinewood Derby we tactics. <laughs> I can't axle, wait for this. Between the axle on the front <laughs> and then between the axle on the back. Now, my father in law, who, who worked at Armco and was in research and development, he said, you know, all these guys were using, you know, they were using that crazy graphite. And after the, <laughs> after the first, you know, race, all the graphite would get knocked off and the wheels would have no lubricant. He's like, clock oil. You got to use clock oil. He goes, I, you put I, one I drop know everybody of clock who's oil. thinking about beer is turned off about Pinewood Derby, <laughs> but I this, this. No, I now, guarantee, I guarantee all of our listeners <laughs> are like glued to their, their whatever right, they listen to, the, their iPods, awesome. their iPod touches right now. Yeah. Everybody's got their face pressed up against their iPod touch. I need touch. names for a beer for Pinewood Derby. Oh, well, that's, for a beer for that's. Piney? You make it. Piney. Just, so that's been done. Yeah, I can't, can't do, do big that. Piney. Can't do Piney. Piney the See what I'm saying? The middle-aged. <laughs> I need the middle-aged. Hey, the younger Sorry, just Russian came out Russian River. I apologize. The younger just came out this week, so. Yeah. yeah, it just got released today. I saw lines going around the corner. Yeah, I'll take I'll, There's a lot of stuff I'll take before. That. I, would, well, I, would, I would take Scout over that. Oh, appreciate that. Seriously, Thank 100%. You. Thank Love you. It. I cannot and you wouldn't that have to stand a lot, in line actually. around a block to get it. <laughs> and you could get more than 2 8-ounce <laughs> pours. Right. How about that? That's awesome. All right, guys. We um, we went a little over. Did we? That's all right, though. It's I internet. talk. I, that's because I'm involved. I talk a lot. It's Jim. It really is. It is. You talk uh, to the guys. I love him. What, so when I'm gone, our owner calls go like 10 minutes. When I'm on, it goes like two hours. Somebody wants to know what the style is for the Pinewood Derby. I guess the Pinewood Derby beer. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. No idea. I don't know. Out. Throw it out there for me. He just came up with that just 30 seconds right ago. 30 seconds ago. I did. Yeah. We, 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 what we would you like it to we be? We don't know anything. Uh, right back. What would you <laughs> like it to be? I don't know how much of a Oh, spruce tip. Is. How about a spruce tip beer? That would be that interesting. Would Mark, it would, laser really, really it happy. Would, it would taste really, really like it, eating a car you, air you, freshener. If you're going to go that route, you have to do something that's that tastes like so really West Coast pine IPA. Wood. Spruce tips. Really just. We're going to mm. break out the Ben Franklin spruce tip recipe. 
my car is going to be a little flight tray. So I can put my beers in it. That, well, then <laughs> you could you put beers can I say on ass it? on the radio. I don't know. It That's will, badass. It, it comes the weight. Like, the weight. You're like how? What's sit the at the bottom of the track and drink as soon as it we, gets there. Weigh the cars. You see the pint glass is all going. That's what's going to happen. That would be so, so awesome. It's another hour of just. The pine root I know. It, you're, right. You, you're right. You can't have more than five ounces. You put the glass in, you pour beer in until you get the five ounces, and there's your weight. That's and you fun. do it in the top, and you do I it in the back middle. That's perfect. Oh, Lord. This is this is going to go awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Um, Thank you. Thank you. So, everybody who is listening that has not been to Municipal, you guys need to come out to Hamilton, go to Municipal Brew Works, swing over by Quarter Barrel, grab some dinner, come here. You can't walk across the bridge with your beer yet, but when Dora, the Explorer, is here, you can. Um, and then while you're here, hit up, uh, hit up Butler County. There's some really cool stuff happening here. Thank you, everyone. Anything else you guys want people to know? No, you know what? Gnome, you are my Batman slash Bruce Wayne. I only want to know your identity as Gnome. So <laughs> there you go. Thank you. You know my actual name, right? Yes. I do. Okay, I well, I just make sure. I try and block it out. I try and block it out because I only want to call you Gnome. Well, it's going to probably get disappointing in the next year because I think my face is going to start appearing on some stuff. Yeah, so. No worries. But the whole beer cast. Well, anyway. You, I, I, you guys do a lot for this for this beer community, and we certainly appreciate it. We and really do. You know, Sean understands what the show was and what it what, what it means to me. And you know it's, it's it'll always be Mike's show, and I. Uh, it's your show. It truly is your show. Now, so has been y'all's show, and has Mike is a great guy, and he's truly missed. I've but there was still more episodes with him than without him. That day where that shift okay. is fifty fifty will be a hard one, but okay. still his show. But you have brought it up and it's a phenomenal show well thank you and he is truly missed but you are phenomenal well thank you thank way. you keep the, up the great work the, the show would be nothing without all of you wonderful people making us beer to talk about you know, <laughs> if everybody stops listeners. if everybody stops this is long but uh, i don't know if anybody listens uh, i actually don't know <laughs> i know this is long i know but there's like the, seven people <laughs> the brewing community really respects this as far as i know Really respects this podcast. Well, thank you. I, it truly is phenomenal, and thank you so much. That means a lot. Um, you get uncomfortable with people drinking your beer. I get uncomfortable with you talking about my podcast being good. So. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> uh, we'll hug when both, it's over with. Both good. ruled by fear. Great. <laughs> thank you, everyone. Appreciate That's it. pretty true. Um, thank you guys very much. Uh, next week, I should have it written out in front of me because I don't know what the topic is, but it's going to be something about beer and probably beer made here in Cincinnati. So um, if you don't already follow the show on social media, follow the show on social media. Uh, do like the, the rating and the stars and whatever those things are on iTunes that you're supposed to do. And uh, yeah, uh, check out CincyBrewBus.com. 